Hey everybody, it's Tara. This episode you're about to hear is our fourth episode ever, from all the way back when our good friend Seth used to work in the store. It also includes our great friend Scott Leeds, who is an amazing writer, and we discuss our favorite Christmas songs. If you'd like to hear more Seth, check out his podcast, Rusty Needles Record Club. And be sure to tune into the next episode where we chat with Scott about his new book, Schrader's Chord, and talk about some very disturbing songs. Happy holidays, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio. I mean, it's a little cold out. It's the winter time and all that kind of stuff, but... Oh, hey, hi. Uh, welcome to the record store. You are literally the first customer we have seen all day. Uh, a welcome. I'm Seth. This is Tara. Uh, feel free to look around and just give us a shout if you need anything. There's no one else here, so we, you can have 100% of our attention. Um, anyway, Tara, yeah. uh, is today like a voting day or a... I, mm, what, what, I, no. I, I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, hey, Scott. Um, question to you, sir. Uh, first of all, hey, Scott, how's it going? Oh, holy night. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's been a good day. My question to you is why is everything so dead? You've obviously been out on your little mail route delivering mail and whatnot. What, what's going on in the city today? What today? Today's Christmas Day. What? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. We probably didn't have to show up today, Tara. We probably oh could have called today off. Yeah, there's nobody out there. I guess I should clock out. Wait, Scott, what are you doing here? You're a mailman. Yeah, I just, you know, want to come out and, you know, hang out and talk records. And I don't have a family, so. (laughs) (laughs) You're our family for today. Okay. Um, Well, okay, we should probably leave Tara. But instead, you know, I, I could go for like maybe a quick high fidelity game, like top five Christmas albums. Sound like fun in honor of the day? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, here, here, Tara, you go first. So you go grab some records. I'll talk to Scott about, I don't know, candy canes or something. <laughs> oh, Scott, that's what is your take favorite? too long. <laughs> you got a favorite candy cane, Scott? You got, you got one you like like a whole bunch? Well, see, now here's the thing. You can go with the multicolored fruit candy cane. You can go with the mint candy cane. But the real truth of the candy cane is whether your tongue can whittle it down into a lethal knife. I mean, that's all candy canes, though, that, right? No, some of them crack before that happens. Those are the cheap really? candy canes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no good. I, I, I like a classic Bob's peppermint. That's that's my, uh, that's that's my, very specific. my favorite candy cane. Uh, yeah. All right, Tara, looks like you got a, a stack of records there. Are, are, are you ready to uh, give us your top five? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. It was nice. tough. It was very tough, but I think I got it. All right, so number five. Probably you're going to be like, whoa, already? Um, But yeah, Mariah Carey, Merry Christmas, 1994. Wow, a classic. That's a good one. Starting off the the list very (laughs) strong and very iconic. I like this album, obviously, or wouldn't put it in top five, but I mostly had to put it in the top five because of the one song that everyone knows, some people hate, mm-hmm. some people love, and it's like one of the best Christmas songs to ever come out of the 20th century, to be honest. Um, yeah. And that's all I want for Christmas is you, or however that's titled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some parentheses, <laughs> there's some lots, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that one, that's why it's number five. Um, 
mostly just because of that song. That's why yeah. it's in the top five, but it's a mm-hmm. total banger. It's so fun. It's a love song. It's a Christmas song. Maybe it's a little sad too, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I've never explored the lyrics of that because I never really explore the lyrics of anything. <laughs> but yeah, you saying that, it does make me immediately think of something, someone that has absolutely nothing and all they want yeah. is just the the attention from one person. Yeah, or, exactly. or maybe the company of one person. I, I Like I said, I've never paid attention. <laughs> it also has like yeah. that that inherent replayability that all kind of Christmas classics have, which is surprising given how late into the 20th century it came out because it really is a Christmas classic. You can listen to it a thousand times, you don't get sick yeah. of it. Yeah, totally. On a loop even. Yeah. Like, I, I bet if you put that song in just a perfect loop again and again and again, it would take a long time for anyone to notice that yeah. it's been playing <laughs> for an hour. I actually did that once. Um, when I was in high school, uh, my I, I worked in a skate shop in the mall. And um, back to school season is, of course, very popular in malls. All the kids are buying their their new clothes and, you know, whatever, backpacks and whatnot. And um, my boss, uh, he decided that it would be very funny to play Motley Crue's I'm Hot for Teacher on a loop for as <laughs> no, long as we no. could until someone would notice it took hours oh, no. <laughs> before anyone noticed. So we just kept listening because we, we had decided we weren't going to stop until someone said something. Sure. It, it was hours. That's in, in a fun, yeah. It, it, it's like the end of the song loops back to the beginning of the song very easily because it ends with like this weird little like drum beat that kind of sounds like a motorcycle idling, like <laughs> And anyway- that's enough for my group. We're talking Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, they have the that's same initials. I mean, that's true. oh, wow, MC. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a very fun and also very annoying game to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we were a skate shop in the mall, so we were an annoying group of kids. I'll tell you that. True. Yeah. <laughs> very good stuff. Um. Yeah. And also... Did you know that it's the fifth best-selling Christmas album ever after Kenny G and Elvis Presley? And then also, of course, now that's what I call Christmas. All right. Now you blew my mind with one of, blew my mind, (laughs) you blew my mind with one of those. That's an odd sentence. You blew my mind with one of those, which was Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I totally get the, now that's what I call Christmas. That is like a, that's a classic. Uh, Basically, that's just like the the, the shortcut to a The greatest hits of Christmas. Yeah. 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 I I totally understand that. I had that album. You know, everyone had that one at some point. Um, Not me. Not me. Kenny G (laughs) is the one I don't understand. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Don't be wrong, I got nothing against the guy, but that's, that's odd. I know. I was a little surprised by that one as as well. And also Josh Groban is ahead of her too. But I guess like he has that very, I guess, um, sort of angelic male singer voice that people want to hear for Christmas. Well, also it seems that like a Josh Groban Christmas album would probably be more playable as a full album. Than Mariah Carey's. I mean, my, it's a great Christmas yeah. album. Mike, Mariah, 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 I can't talk. <laughs> it's too cold outside. All our lips are frozen. But yeah, like that whole album is great. But I think it, that one song gets so much attention. Whereas, like, if you listen yeah. to Josh Groban, or you're like, "What's your favorite Josh Groban Christmas song?" I guess you'd be like, "I don't know, all of them." 
Whereas oh, Mariah Carey- Holy Night or something? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I, I bet if you went down to singles, I bet Mariah Carey has sold the single All I Want for Christmas is You a bajillion times more than anyone. Yeah. yeah. On, on, in terms of album sales, I bet you're right. Yeah, I mean, and it's like six times platinum or something crazy like that. Yeah. Oof. Huh. Nice. Well, well, if that's your number five. That's well, number well, five. Where are you going from there? <laughs> and number four is a compilation. It's called Soul Christmas. Um, uh, and Atlantic put it out in 1968. Merry Christmas, baby. Should it treat me nice? It's so just good. a stacked lineup of classic soul singers and groups. And um, like Otis Redding is on it, Donny Hathaway, Luther Vandross, Booker T and the MGs. It's so good. It's so good. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. You said, you said that was 68? Yeah, 1968. And Wonderful. there's, and there's um, like original songs on there. Like there's a song called Backdoor Santa. <laughs> which is funny. Mm -hmm. I know that song. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. But then they also have, you know, classic Christmas songs covered by these, you know, giant uh, soul singers. And it's also kind of jazzy in certain parts too. Now that Was I think the about Donny it. Hathaway song, This Christmas, is it that one? I'm trying Ooh, to remember. No, but that was Stevie Wonder. That was Stevie Unless Wonder? Unless he covered it. I don't know if he covered it, but it's not that one. I think the Donny Hathaway song starts with those horns. And those horns are- Merry Christmas. No, that's Otis Redding. Yeah, it's oh, a really hot horn section there. <laughs> yeah, the whole <laughs> thing is very horny. Lots of horns on that album. <laughs> Definitely the horniest Christmas album that's of Mississippi. <laughs> oh, except for maybe like Mannheim uh, Steamroller. I don't know. Are oh, the, those are synthesizers. That's a horny Christmas song, album. Yeah. Wait, th are those like synthesizers though, maybe? Mannheim Steamroller? I think it's a combination, right? I have no idea. Because I My feel like I've seen Mannheim Steamroller and there actually is like a real electric guitarist out front. Yeah. And they're actually like, you know, foot up on the monitor. <laughs> just really? Just faces. Yeah. Holy like, moly, I had Iomi no idea. Or Tommy Iommi. What's his name? The guitarist oh, I'm, guy? I'm, I'm sure it's Buckethead. I'm sure it's, yeah. you know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I always imagine them to just be like, synth on synth on synth, just playing. I think that's like, there too. I definitely think that's a part of it. And what's the other one that's like Mannheim Steamroller, but not, you know what I mean? Trans-Siberian like Orchestra. No. That's the one. Trans-Siberian trans <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Amazing. So yeah, that's the other one where it's, I'm surprised those aren't like number one on the Actually, Christmas yeah. Charts. I, well, I think Mannheim Steamroller was there, but I can't remember like what number mm. when I when I last Googled that. Well, it was interesting to watch like the progression of Mannheim Steamroller because when they first started, it was, I think, back in the 60s or 70s. And so they sounded very Wendy Carlos-like. So when you listen to the right. early stuff, it sounds very small. And then the 80s hit and they got like Roland Juno 6s and all kinds of stuff. And it just <laughs> got real big. <laughs> I just imagine that there's that gif I think it's from a music video of a guy which is like towers and towers of synths and he's just like <laughs> dancing around playing all of them have you seen that? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 that's yeah, yeah. what I imagine alright wait wait hold on a second so, so, so remind me the name of this album again because I've never heard this one so it's I, I, I want to check it out it's just Soul Christmas nice I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to look this one up I have it on vinyl it's a great one it's S-O-U-L Seth not S-O-L-E I know you're alone <sighs> <laughs> Thank you. Very welcome. I, w I was headed down to my shoe salesman. <laughs> I was going to ask for this record, but now I'll go to a record store. Oh, hey, look where we are. I almost went all the way to South Korea. <laughs> 
looking for that Christmas record. <laughs> oh, that's that's solid. We got some good wordplay in there. <laughs> I think we exercised every soul. Yes. Well, there's also a fish. We could oh, well, yeah. let me try that one. Yeah. I was going down to the fish salesman up on the, the Seattle market. <laughs> Gonna have him throw a fish at throw throw this record at me, but no. Anyway. Uh, it's a good okay, thing you don't have any guys. customers today. <laughs> All right, Tara, how about your number three? All right. Okay, so number three, this one is probably going to make you guys laugh, but I super was obsessed with it in the 90s, and I still love it now because, you know, when you grow up with a Christmas album that you love, you kind of just always love it, Mm -hmm. Um, and that is A Very Special Christmas, number three. Nice. Those are solid compilations. They're yeah, so I, mean, good. <laughs> I think I, I can definitely speak for myself. I definitely grew up with those very special Christmas compilations too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, did you as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this- so, so please fill me in, Tara. Which one is number three? Because they yeah. all kind of blend together to me. So this one is from 1997, um, and just preface this this compilation series was put out um, as a benefit for Special Olympics. But this one is super 90s. Um, Like I said, came out in 1997. Um, And there are some super cheesy songs on it. I keep saying the word super, but whatever, who cares? Um, There (laughs) are some cheesy songs, right? (laughs) There's some cheesy songs on here, but some standout tracks, I would say, are Santa Baby by Rev Run and the Christmas All-Stars, which feature Mm. Mace and Puff Daddy and Snoop Dogg and Salt and Peppa. I remember and that. Actually, that's 1997. This, yeah. <laughs> and that song was actually written, um, well, it had a bunch of writers, but Lauren Hill and Wyclef were actually two of the writers for that song. Oh, wow. Nice. And then- that, and, that was yeah. the Fuji's era. Yeah, exactly. And then another one that's really fun uh, is by No Doubt, and it's called Oi to the World, and it's sort of yes. this like ska punk- Number yes. about uh, uh, Haji. I, I, I think Haji was that a punk. song. And, yeah, and I had completely forgotten about that song until you said those words just now. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. that means that somewhere in my head, in hibernation, was the knowledge of "Oi to the World" mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just resting back there until you just uh, jostled it loose, Tara. So, way to go! <laughs> it's such a good Christmas song. Honestly, it has a it really good message mm-hmm. about Haji, the punk kid. Um, and he was like going to fight this other kid, I think Trevor from the skins. <laughs> and anyways, they ended up pulling out the nunchucks and <laughs> like repelling down walls and stuff. And then I think they decided to get along. I can't remember, but they bought each other bourbon at the end and, you know, oi to the world. Everything's great. Again, everybody yeah. wins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that song is so good. No doubt. And then, oh yeah, no also... Who can forget the Smashing Pumpkins song that came from that album, Christmas Time? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I completely agree. I, I, I actually spent a long time today wondering whether or not I was going to buy the new uh, Smashing Pumpkins album. Like I was putting it in like my checkout cart, put, taking it out. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, like I, legit, I just, legit? Like a new, new, new one? It just it came good? out. I haven't heard it. That's it's kind of like a really Ayn Randian cover. It looks like the it looks like the cover would be like on Atlas Shrugged. It's but oh. the, this is apparently the sequel to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Oh boy, what? That's can smart. they do that? 
Exactly. I agree. <laughs> Wait, can you even claim that? Because obviously this is just a ploy. That's like but Dumb I, and Dumber 2. It's been too long, guys. Just yeah, make a new can't. album. <laughs> but well, I, no, I, I mean, they were I, like, I, what works for us? Let's go back to the thing yeah. that works for us. I have not been able to pull the trigger and actually buy it yet, but um, it at least has me interested. Uh, and part of it too is that um, everyone except uh, Darcy is back. So James E. Haw's back. Uh, Chamberlain is back. It's it's as close to a Smashing Pumpkins reunion album as we can get. But, but anyway, actually, I, I haven't listened to it. Yeah, Who's the I bass just... player? Is it Melissa Aftermur again? Oh. Or, or is it Paz from- um, Paz from oh, Perfect yeah. Circle and- Perfect Circle the, and, and Pixies Zwan. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, wow. aren't we just a bunch of record store nerds? <laughs> we really are. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so that well, was number... Th- oh, oh, actually, I just have to do a special call out because uh-huh. Hootie and the Blowfish is also on that album. Nice. <laughs> they deserve every bit of credit that they get. The Reactor Review Mirror or whatever it was called. That was, that was an album they had. I mean, yeah. So number two is Christmas by Low, the band Low. Yes, 1999. Apparently it was released as a gift to the fans. And what's interesting, maybe we could talk about this because, you know, Christmas being a very religious holiday and then a lot of bands that we listen to are just, you know, not religious at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they are actually Mormon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they actually believe what they're singing about yeah. on that Christmas album. They yeah. aren't heathens like their fans. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and it has to be said, that song, uh, Just Like Christmas, oh. holy shit. That to it's me perfect. is the best Christmas song, period. Like I, yeah. I love that I would song. agree. It's so yeah. good. I mean singing about Norway like, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, like a standout track for me is one called If You're Born Today. And it's yeah. you know, their signature minimal sound, but like harmonies and simple guitars and there's some chimes which make it very Christmassy. Yeah. 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 Such a good album. Maybe That's a, a little one. Yeah, maybe a little depressing sounding for the holiday season, but you can't have happiness and jingle bells all the time. Yeah. You can't have the seasons without seasonal depression. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. They go so true. Hand in hand. True. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to get drunk and listen to the low Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was about to, to name another one that makes me really sad, but maybe it's on one of our lists, so I won't say it yet. Okay, well, we'll have to revisit that if it's not, because yeah. I really would like to know. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write it down on a sheet of paper right now, so I remember to say it again later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay, drum roll. The very okay. last one, number one on my list, is the Vince Guaraldi Trio, 1965, A Charlie Brown Christmas. It has to be. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah. And and, and plus, you got a little sadness on there too. Yeah. There is a, yes. there's a nice slice of Christmas, Christmas sadness time on this that year. album. Mm-hmm. Nice slice of sadness on that album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard the story of 
how Vince Guaraldi came to do this whole thing. I, I don't believe so. I've, I've heard various things, but here, here, t- tell um, your story. Yeah. So apparently this producer guy, he was looking for music for this documentary called A Boy Named Charlie Brown. Um, and I guess he was just driving back from a meeting with Charles Schultz, as everyone knows, is the creator of Peanuts and Charlie Brown and all those kids. Well, he heard on the radio, uh, Vince Guaraldi's like next biggest hit, which is cast your fate to the wind. And Mm. they're like, Oh, we got to call this guy. And so they called this guy. Anyways, the documentary didn't end up happening, but they loved everything that he came up with. So they kept him on for the Christmas special, which actually came out on Thanksgiving on TV. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, so that's how they did it. And man, I feel like aside from like the pink Panther, you rarely get like a composer that defines the sound of like an, a cartoon, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He is for sure. Like peanuts, the sound of peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the strip in particular, but also of the animated um, shorts. And I have to say, when Vince Guaraldi died, it was in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the last one he did. I'm probably wrong about this, but this is the information in my head that the last one he did was "It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown," <laughs> or is it? It's the Flash Beagle, Charlie Brown. It's, does he it's, not, do a, it's not a good one. No, he doesn't. No, does no. he do the Flash? I thought that was a disco thing. Oh, it is. I'm saying. I'm saying like there's one that was like that. That was like the turning point when they they stopped using him, obviously because he wasn't alive anymore. Yeah, and they really took a took it took a tumble. Like mm-hmm. like the, the vibe but just isn't correct so without Vince Guaraldi. You need him. You know. Even the like the stupid Joe Cool song. I still kind of like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. completely agree. It, 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 they they go hand in hand, and it's it's rare that you find that chocolate and peanut butter combination. It's true in the world, you know. It's it's rare, but but yeah. No, 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 Tara. Um, when you're listening to this album, do you has it separated itself from the holiday special for you, or is it? It reminds you. Oh of, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It, and even now, thing. sometimes it reminds me more of the Royal Tenenbaums, which yeah. is oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> Hundred percent. Like when when she's sitting there eating her ice cream with her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or or Arrested Development too. (laughs) Yeah, but also, so yeah, I just have to go back to Flash Beagle because I think Flash Beagle is freaking epic. Oh, it is. I love it, and I remember that whole like dressing room scene where he like has the hair blow dryer and his ears are just blowing the wind, and he's wearing the like cut off sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, that is not Vince Guaraldi. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. But, I believe it's Arbor Day Charlie Brown is his last one. Yeah. Anyway, this, this I'm just going to throw it in <laughs> allegedly there. That way no one in the store can sue me. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just had to say like that Flash Beagle was the jam when I was a kid, but yeah. <laughs> um, nope, so yeah, that's my number one and I'm sticking to it. Beautiful stuff. Well, well, I am, I am not prepared for this. So uh, wow, let's all what? take a coffee break <laughs> okay. so I can run around the store, uh, figure out what my top five is, and then we'll come back and go through my list. Sound good? Sounds great. Perfect. Okay. Back together um, to remind everyone we're doing top five Christmas albums, and um, I, I wasn't really sure what my criteria was going to be for this one. I, I was trying to like figure it out in my head, like like what do I care about? Is it just like the nostalgia stuff? Like is it the, like the things that I care about most are like 
what's been with me my whole life or, or then it came, I, when it came down to it, I was just like, all right, musically, musically, which ones do I appreciate the most? So my number five, I actually put this on our employee recommendation shelf, like just a couple of weeks ago, but whatever it, it is my number five. So here it is. It is a Freddie Christmas album by Altered Crates. Uh, and this came out in 2019. That's weed, million C's, where to look at Mad Dog 2020, kept a nigga loose Murder was the case, that's if a nigga tasted chili juice Cause then we gon' be riding on some bullshit Oh, that old chestnut You know, you know, that, that classic <laughs> <laughs> um, So, uh, you know, uh, Altered Crates uh, basically made this It's it's an illegal album There's nothing sanctioned or official about this It's uh, all the instrumentals are from Amerigo Gazaway From his uh, hip-hop instrumental album, A Christmas Album And all the vocals are from the Freddie Gibbs and Madlib album, Pinata So, um, yeah, this isn't this isn't real. In fact, he, he got it kicked off of Bandcamp not too long ago. Um, he's been, um, he's, he's been in trouble with Bandcamp a lot <laughs> over the years. Cause you know, he does this all the time. Like he has this amazing one called uh Fela Sol where it's Fela Kuti and De La Sol mashed together. Oh, oh what? It's really? amazing. So, so, so it's because he doesn't have permission to use these artists music no. and he's no. selling it that they're yes. kicking him off. Yes. Yes. Even though and, he's um, creating something different with them. Yeah. No, no. I, and, and me personally, like, I, I feel no qualms about recommending him, but I do feel qualms about giving him money. So for example, uh, you can listen to all of his stuff on his SoundCloud page for free. And mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. I think you should, everyone yeah. in the world. Um, but uh, it's a wonderful album. Just the vibe and the beat and just musically, it just it just... It, it just has a very original, simple flow that is cheerful. And all the samples that Amerigo Gazaway used in his original Instrumentals album are really um, just, just a slightly off the beaten path so they don't sound too trite, you know? Because obviously there are a lot of um, same old Christmas songs that we've heard a million times. He he cherry picks just these slightly off center choices and it makes the whole thing just have like a really fresh new vibe. And you, you can buy that legitimately. That's um, a Christmas album by Amerigo, Amerigo Gazaway. And yeah, just go to his band camp or something. And that's really great too. But I like a Freddie Christmas album even better because it's got those Freddie Gibbs vocals on top, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, it's just, it's just gravy on that, on those mashed potatoes. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm, now I'm thinking of, I know, I know that I, I heard you uh, recommend it before, but now that I'm thinking of it like as an actual Christmas album, I'm like, wait, do those Freddie Gibb lyrics talk about Christmas at all? No. Does, oh. <laughs> Not at all. Interesting. I, I by context, they start to kind of feel Christmassy, mm-hmm. but but no, but no, not at all. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So it just sounds Christmassy from his like instrumentation or however. The, the instrumentals are very Christmassy. But the lyrics are 0% Christmassy. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, yeah, well, next time I'm in Target, I'll see if they have it. <laughs> <laughs> we, right. don't ca- we don't carry it here either. <laughs> <laughs> to go slightly more mainstream, and I mean ever so slightly, I apologize. <laughs> um, this is 2010. Uh, it's kind of a compilation, kind of an album, and it's called... Warm Forever by Candy Claws and Fire Breather. Mm-hmm. 
that a Christmas tree? <laughs> that is, is that a cartoon? <laughs> that is 100% uh, Christmas. So, so here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to get a little boring. I apologize. Wait, no, hold on. Before you get boring, do they actually sing about, because I've listened to that record a lot. Do they sing about Christmas? Are the lyrics Christmassy? 100%. Yes. Oh. 100%. I mean, they are definitely I, I gotta not listen to lyrics too. songs. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so here's the deal. Uh, so Candy Claws is now the band Sound of Series, who's on Joyful Noise, one of my favorite bands, love them. Before that, they were a band called Candy Claws. And now it's Ryan and Karen Back in Candy Claws, it was Ryan and Kay, okay? So Kay, her spinoff band was a band called Fire Breather. And, but when she played with Ryan, it was Candy Claws. <sighs> anyway, very uninteresting. But the point is they both did had a tradition of writing a new Christmas song every year. So magically, after like four years of this, they had this little EP with eight Christmas songs. And it's just... It, it's delightful as hell. I, I love Candy Claws so, so much. I mm -hmm. love Sound of Series. And the songwriting and the instrumentation and the production and just the um, the overall kind of like feelings that they can evoke are just wonderful. And I, I don't expect either of you to have anything to say about this <laughs> because no, no one listens to this, but it's wonderful. Well, it's a really pretty record. I just never knew it was a Christmas record. And, and they actually have continued it to uh, release uh, a Christmas single every year. And it... Uh, it, they're all great. They're all really, really great. I, I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Well, now I'm going to say something we'll all actually understand and recognize. <laughs> you guys ready? So John Cage went in and recorded a series of churches around the world, but just the silent <laughs> churches. But it, one, of the, one of them was done in Octon in December, so it's a Christmas record. Yeah, it counts. <laughs> it's only released on Wax Cylinder and, you know, even then... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm going more mainstream, at least for our, our little three-person crowd here. <laughs> the year is 1999. The EP is called Christmas, yeah. and it's by Lowe. It was just like Christmas. It was just like Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad there's some overlap there. Oh, definitely. And, and, and like, I have to say, like, like I said when you were talking about it, Tara, just Like Christmas is just such an amazing song. Like, and, and here's something, at least to me, this is interesting. That was the first low song I ever heard was Just Like Christmas. Wow, really? Yeah. And, and so here's the thing. It has been a terrible bait and switch because <laughs> <laughs> when I got this and I heard that song, I was like, oh man, this is amazing. I got to buy up all these other low albums. And I did. They are nothing like no. Just Like Christmas. They're all so slow and quiet and sad. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, it, it was an enormous bait and switch. I've been duped, but uh, it worked because I really do like Low now. But um, yeah, it is not a representation of the band writ large. It no. is, um, it's a one-off special. But but I, I really do love it. Like like the the covers I think are perfect. The originals mm -hmm. I think are perfect. The vibe is just right. Uh, you can listen to it at least in my opinion all 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 year round. Because yeah, I think we talked about this before when we were doing the, uh, the when I recommended Freddie Gibbs a couple weeks ago. But basically, I, I don't celebrate Christmas, so I just listen to Christmas music when I want to listen to it. Which means that like the cream of the crop really rises because it's just, these are just albums I listen to year round. 
And then there are things that I really do associate with Christmas that I'll maybe only listen to if I'm like at a Christmas party or something like mm-hmm. that. So so these other ones that, that, that are more or less quote unquote real albums to me, they, they make more of an appearance in my life, you know? Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like this one too, Low is kind of, or this album in particular by Low, is kind of a winter album, I would say not yes. just a Christmas album. And mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's so great. They just had to reissue it on vinyl as well. I think probably there was some demand for it. Oh, for sure. And especially for something that, like, like you said, started as like, you know, a fan like gift. And then it just became like, oh, we have to start selling this. <laughs> like pe- people like this too much for this yeah. not to be real. Let's go, you know? Yeah. And uh, speaking of people who write Christmas songs every year, here comes my number two. <gasps> Mm-hmm. The year is 2006, and the uh, collection is called Songs for Christmas, Volumes 1 through 5 by Sufjan Stevens. That's smart oh. that you just collapsed them, collapsed them all down into one. Well, that's one through five. Yeah. So who knows what my number one's going to be? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> wait, wait, but wait. Was that number? Is that number two? That, that's my number two. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what number one's going to be. We'll find wait, out. Wait, is that some weird hint? Okay, I won't. You don't have to confirm or deny. <laughs> but um, the thing I really like about this, first of all, come on. Sufjan Stevens is a god, and I'm sure he would consider that very sacrilegious because he's a very religious dude. But just like um, Lowe, I do think that like if you are very religious and you make a Christmas album, I don't know, there, there, there's just like a little extra glitter in there. There's mm-hmm. a little extra oomph because you actually believe these words that you're saying, mm-hmm. not like the rest of us heathens who just, you know, mouth along or whatever. So, so I do think Sufjan is particularly suited to make Christmas music in general. Not only are his covers great, but his originals are just amazing, off the wall great. Like put yeah. the lights so on the tree, ah, so good. Mm-hmm. Go into the country. No, they're 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 just. They're, Gonna they're eat a lot of peaches. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> classic Christmas. <laughs> um, but and I also really like how he kind of like spooned these out over the years. Cause like, you know, much like the Christmas, uh, uh, EP by Lowe and the, um, the fire breather and candy claws songs, he would just write and write and record a new EP for his friends and family. And then just kind of like pass it out, you know, when, when the holidays came around and, um, I don't know, like, like Scott, you and I have done that as musicians before where it's like, Hey, it's someone's birthday. We don't have any money. Let's <laughs> write you a birthday song, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's a nice thing. Well, it's also, you know, uh, and I really hope I'm not, I doubt it, but I hope I'm not uh, preempting your number one here. But there, the, for whatever reason, whether, you know, you're religious or secular, this time of year has always seemed like a good time for bands to kind of bequeath their overflow to their fans. So like R.E.M. always mm-hmm. had like a Christmas single. I know mm-hmm. if you're like a member of the 10 Club for Pearl Jam, they always had one. You know, bands have kind of done this over and over and over again. And after a certain amount of time, you know, Sufjan decided to do it kind of all in one big chunk over the well, course of like chunks, four years. But we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going. And I just want to see what your number one is. All right, all right. And my number one, 2012, it's the EP collection, Silver and Gold, Songs for Christmas, volume six through 10 by Sufjan Stevens. Silver and gold, 
So you got the whole gamut. Now, if, if I was counting <laughs> these EPs individually, then the whole top five would have just been Sufjan. Now, let me ask you, is is do you like six through 10 better? Is that why I took the number one spot? Yes. Is that because there's Christmas in the Room on there? Christmas in the Room is on there. Uh, Christmas <laughs> Unicorn is on there. Yeah. Uh, the Boy with a Star on His Head. Yeah. There are some epic Suf jams on there. I mean, yeah. like epic. And it, I, I think like, my favorite part about it is that when you look at those EPs, you know, he recorded one a year for 10 years, you can really see like the entire breadth of like the current Sufjan within those. You know what I mean? You see him at his like folkiest, hello, I'm in Danielson, all the way up to his like age of odds, I'm going bleep and bloop for 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like everything is represented in those 10 EPs. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just wonderful. And I, I remember one year I found, cause um, obviously these weren't public when he was just making them for friends and family. But I remember one year that one of them with, I think it was volume eight leaked back in the day. And everyone was so excited, of course, like, oh my gosh, this is his friends and family Christmas EP. We haven't heard one of these in years. This is so cool. This is what he's doing now. How amazing. Hooray. And then when the real EP came out later, it was substantially different. He had gone through and done like overdubs and brought into the studio and polished it and, and produced it and done all these things. It's like, oh shit, you, you weren't just like you know, whipping these out at us, you made these for friends and family. And then you went back to the studio, polished them into real albums and then released them again to us. And it's like, congrats, Sufjan. Like, I, I, I mean, I respect that dude enormously. I think he is definitely amongst our best musicians working today. And uh, I, I love these EPs. I listen to them all the time. Wait, who, all the time, who all is, the time, who is the it? Time. Who are we talking about? Suf Jams. <laughs> Suf Jams, uh, Stephen? Yes, but it's spelled with a PH. Suf Jams, Stephen. Uh, if you want. Stephen. <laughs> Suf Jams, Stephen. Sounds good. You know, here, here's, here's a funny story. I, I um, during the Michigan era, I believe, it was either Michigan or Illinois. But anyway, he was playing Portland, I believe, for like the first time since he'd he become like mainstream, you know, stereo gum era popular, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that level of, of mainstream. Um, and uh, he got up on stage and he's like, hello, everyone. My name is Sufjan Stevens. And you could hear everyone in the audience like whisper each other. He pronounces it Sufjan. He pronounces it Sufjan. That's and it was like the first time that anyone had heard his name said out loud. Yeah. And you could hear the whole audience abuzz with finally knowing how to say his first yeah. name. It's not Sufjan. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, shout out to my friend, John Bueller, who's like their label manager for Asthmatic Kitty. Yes. Um, but also I just wanted to say that I only know one Sufjan Stevens Christmas song. And it's, oh, which one? it's like uh, the worst, that was the worst Christmas or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is that on which one of those? Was that's it in on? the second half, right? Like that's in the uh, six through 10 half. Isn't that right, oh. Scott? Oh, I don't even remember anymore. They all blend together. Like it's, when I, yeah. I put together. them on, I just put them on and shuffle. Songs right. for Christmas. Is that? That would be the first one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, isn't no, it? but the second one isn't is the called, called Silver, Silver and Gold. gold. Silver oh, yeah. and Gold, then uh, colon Songs for Christmas 6 through 10. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, damn it, Sufjan. Songs for Christmas. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Parentheses, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> all the widows and naysayers of the plains people unite. The North yes. Pole. Yeah. Should have called it that. Oh, uh, North Pole would have been good. But that uh, that concludes my list. Uh, kind of niche, kind of boring, but <laughs> I, I I stand behind all those choices. I I I I feel them legitimately beating in my heart. Fine Not boring at all. all. 
Yeah, not boring <laughs> at all. Like those are all interesting because I've never heard of most of them except for the Sufjan ones. You're going to have some fun listening to Candy Claws. Candy Claws <laughs> is such a treat. I love them so much. Um, let's see here. So that's it for me. Uh, uh, Scott, you're, you're sticking around. You're going to do a, a list for us, right? I mean, I could. Yes, yes. I Forget your job. It's Christmas Day. You weren't working. So <laughs> that that, now, first of all, why are you wearing your mail carrier outfit since you're not working today? These, these are my clothes. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. So, Scott, um, let's take a break. We'll, we'll, you know, have a smoke, have some coffee, uh, and then we will come back and you'll gather up your records and it'll be your turn, all right? Okay. Reminder, we're doing the uh, top five Christmas albums, and it is Scott the Mailman's turn. Yeah. Scott, now kick us off with your number five. This was a tough one, though. I have to mm-hmm. tell you, this was a tough one, because if it, this would have been top five Christmas songs... Oh, that's easier. Maybe, that, maybe next year we'll do that I don't one. think it would have been easier, but it that would have been a much hard. more eclectic list for me. Yeah. 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 You know, I was surprised that, you know, because w- when I first heard of this 30 minutes ago... I, <laughs> I I did think like, oh, this will be easy because, you know, I all I love all these Christmas songs, but none of them were on albums. And if they were, they were on compilations. And the compilations were tough for me because Soul Christmas, one of Tara's picks, was one of my picks. Oh. But I can't say like, I can't give these songs top billing, but not, you know, these songs like Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses or something like that. Right. So mm-hmm. I didn't give it to either of them. And so I was right. like, all right. Oh, wow. So at the end of the day, yeah. I went with full nostalgia plays. Like it's, mm. you know, I, and I was surprised how conservative my 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 picks were. So with number five, I don't even really, I've listened to this album since I was like three. I have no idea how to pronounce this band. Not a band, it's a group. It's uh, the Harry Simeon Corral. It's, pronoun- <laughs> it's, it's spelled S-I-M-E-O-N-E. Simon Simeon Simeone. I don't know. But it's their album, Little Drummer Boy, and it's really good. Christmas is here, ring in the cheer, too young and old, make and the bold, ring, ring a dong, that is the song, ring, joyful ring, all caroling, one seems to hear words. And it's, it's all really traditional. Like, you know, Seth knows this. I'm a big, like, Dickens nut, and um, uh, I, I, for some reason, I really like, like, old traditional music, like Coventry Carol and shit like that. And, like, here we go, a wassailing. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think like my best case scenario for the holiday season would be to time travel back to like 1865, go hang out with Scrooge after he got nice again and like sit down next to like with like a bowl of smoking Christmas Bishop, <laughs> you know, with like a sprig <laughs> of holly put in. That's like my dream. So a lot of that is sort of reflected in my picks there. And that album is sort of one of them. So hmm. that's number five. Go check it out. Nice. It's it's yeah. very traditional and pretty fun. Um, I'm with you on the whole, um, sort of traditional songs things, because of course I love Burl Ives, but Mm -hmm. there's been so many compilations that that song has been on that since I've heard it when I was a kid, I don't even know which album or was it on an album ever. Right. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure it was. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I didn't do any of those as well because yeah, it's the song that I knew, but not the album, but the whole soul Christmas one is good. So that's why I put it on my list. Oh, uh, no, I listen. Also, I'm glad it made it because <laughs> I felt real bad. And, um, that's good. yeah, the, 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 the two, 
in this, well, the three in this group that I, well, I guess I give a little preview that almost made my list were top contenders, but didn't make it were Lowe's Christmas EP, mm. um, like Sufjan's, like all of it, and Soul mm-hmm. Christmas. Like those three, I was like, so I'm so wow. glad they got represented. That's cool. Because that would have made that. me really sad. I was just going to say, we should just do a highlight of some of our um, almosts. Oh, like honorable mentions? Ones. Yeah, honorable yeah. mentions list Here, at the end We'll there. say ours, Tara, <laughs> after Scott finishes his, so we don't accidentally steal some. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say. Um, yeah, that would, that would make me sad. And speaking of sad, because we were talking about <laughs> sad Christmas songs earlier, like the, the low Christmas EP, um, this is one, this is like my most contemporary one on my list. And it is one that I listened to, I think, for the first time back in, like, 2003, maybe, or 2004, back in the big, you know, Rise of the Saddle Creek era. And it's the Bright Eyes Christmas album. And um, it's as bright eyes as you can possibly get. And it's super sad and super fun. And uh, I really love it. Hey Tara, remember earlier when I said I was going to write down a really sad Christmas album, but I didn't oh, want to say isn't it out that loud. one? I have the word "bright eyes" written on a sheet oh, of paper right next to me. It's like a magic trick. See, here it is, yeah. or a prediction, or something. Yeah, that's yeah. So, exactly. That's... And uh, please unfold this envelope and tell me what is written there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's great. It's so sad, and it's 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 sad to the point where it's almost like a parody of I know, how sad it, it is. is. Like if you if you were to listen to it now. Either A, never having heard it before, or B, not knowing who Bright Eyes is, you'd be like, come on, come on. Like, this is, this is way too sad. But if you, if you know and like Bright Eyes, you go, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I expect this. Nothing here surprises me. Um, it's, it's, and it's really beautiful. And it is. It's, that, it's the Christmas album for 2 o'clock in the morning when nothing but the tree is left lit. Everybody's gone to bed and you're sitting there just bummed hard. Bummed yeah, real exactly. hard. And uh, it's really good for that. Or just driving around in a snowstorm, which the low Christmas EP is good for that too. Yeah. 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 No, I, I completely yeah. agree. That, that that was definitely uh, um, a contender of mine. Yeah. What was that album? Yeah. And, you know, let's kind of keep the sad train moving, but a different kind of sadness, <laughs> a more beautiful kind of sadness, um, A Christmas Portrait by the Carpenters. Eskimos, everybody knows a turkey. I listened yes. to that record since I was a kid, and I love everything on there. Karen Carpenter, we didn't deserve her. The fact that she was so talented and so virtuosic in so many aspects of music, not only did she have the voice of an angel, not only was she like a brilliant uh, pianist and, and percussionist, this this woman was, you know, and her brother was, was not too bad either. That <laughs> album is great. It's really, really good. And if you're looking yeah. for a really nice... Um, kind of all-purpose Christmas record. You can't go wrong with the Carpenters. It's just kind of good it, it, one. There's er, like from you know age eight to eighty, everyone in the house is going to be okay with that one. <laughs> you know, yeah. no one's going to be like, "What is?" If it's sad, they're not going to be like, "Well, it's you know, mopey hair in the face, like emo kid sad." They're going to be like, "No, this is the way sad <laughs> was supposed to be done, with you know bell bottoms <laughs> and a turtleneck." And everybody was sweating on TV because all the polyester. That's the kind of sadness we like. That Dick Cavett sack and sadness. <laughs> so it's a very specific. Just kind you know, of <laughs> Rod Sterling and Night Gallery sadness. We're just just mm-hmm. sweaty and sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my number three. Um, that's a nice. great one. That's such a yeah. great one. Honestly, I just got chills 
when you're talking about Karen Carpenter. She's I the love best. the yeah. Carpenters so much. She was the best. And, and, and plus, we have to talk about Sonic Youth at least once. Oh, yeah, in this we're supposed yeah. to. We'll <laughs> And yeah, I mean, that is one of the best covers I've ever heard. And speaking of which, Tara, we got to do top five covers soon. That's that's something that oh, we, yeah. we just we need to accomplish. That's that's a fun list. That's a really fun list. Yeah. But Sonic Youth is like hella fan fan kids of Karen Carpenter. They have that what's the one song? Uh oh um Karen's Karen tunic. Mo- yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Is there another one that I'm forgetting? I feel like about and I'm probably I, I I feel like multiple songs off Goo are yeah. about Karen, mm-hmm. but just yeah. in like more and more obtuse ways. Yeah, it's you're like, probably Karen, right. Karen, we love you. Where are you going, Karen? Karen, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> well, and correct you know, me if I'm wrong, but Goo came out right around the time of Karen Carpenter's death, right? I think you're right, but I I, I don't know enough about the dates of Karen Carpenter's me death. Me either. I thought it was way earlier than that. Now I have to check. See, I'm trying to remember whether Karen Carpenter died in like 1982 or like 1992, because obviously, sadly, for those that don't know, she had. Uh, a very bad eating disorder. And she got very, very thin and her body kind of gave up on her. Um, and she sort of wasted away. Um, but I, I remember seeing her like on like TV interviews on like the Today Show, but I can't remember if it was 80s or 90s. Yeah, it was 1983. 83. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so, so yeah, Goo been, came out way after that. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting that, that it stuck 90. with them that long. Yeah. They were, I mean, they were probably, I don't know how long it takes them to write songs or whatever, but maybe they had some <laughs> songs in the back catalog because they were definitely active in 1983. So maybe they were impacted and they were like, yeah, let's do these songs that we always talked about for good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Man. Yeah. Man, those, uh, those Sonic Youths, they are, uh, they, they are the, 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 the perfect encapsulation of what a rock and roll band should be. <laughs> And we'll never have another one like them. We well, never got a Sonic Youth Christmas album. Damn it. I know. That would have been good. That would have been so good. <laughs> yeah. That would have been so good. Like Little Drummer Boy just would have been like, you know, wall to wall static for 15 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is one so- song called Santa Doesn't Cop Out on Dope, but. Oh. If only where, where, we could have had was a that co- from? Uh, I don't know. Huh. I, I, uh, I don't remember that one. They got hidden gems all over the place. Yeah, they do. The, oh, oh, oh! It's from um, a compila- a Geffen Records compilation. Oh, interesting. Just oh. say Noel, which uh, <laughs> that's good. It's so silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the one like Sonic Youth uh, connected thing that Nancy Reagan would have approved of. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so but, good. Uh, that was- and also, like speaking of covers, Karen Carpenter. Uh, well, the Carpenters, their cover of uh, "Ticket to Ride." Fucking amazing. And they oh, might be the first so one that ever did like the sad mopey version, mopey cover of an upbeat song. Yeah. <laughs> they might be the yeah. first ones. And it's amazing. It's really, yeah. really beautiful. Fully agree. Nice. Well, what, what number was that of yours? Uh, Number three. Okay. Okay. So number two, I'm honestly surprised neither of you guys had this on your list. I really mm-hmm. thought like this would be one of those kind of, you know, unanimous, like, yeah, obviously this is here. Uh, and that album is a, a Christmas gift to you from Phil Spector. Classic. I'm I'm kind of surprised that one is you can't yeah. you really can't go wrong. You got Darlene Love. Yeah. You got the Ronettes. I mean, it's 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 perfect. It's a perfect yeah. record. Yeah. No, I, I fully agree. And it's also one of those ones that like. 
if you ask music fans, what's the best Christmas album? I think that's number one on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. But like, like just like, you know, the musicianship, the uh, era specificity of the production, mm-hmm. like it just, it, it, it feels like a real album from a real time representing some really high quality music all at once. Yeah, it is the and Christmas right. record that, from the wall of sound. Yeah, that, 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 is, that easily could have been on my list if, you know, I didn't really want to just, you know, crow about Candy Claws some more. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, you know what's kind of interesting is I feel like a lot of these albums that we've talked about so far um, have been from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why Christmas was so uh, thick in the 60s. Yeah. Well, how about um, that Carpenter's album? Is that from the 60s? I think that was the 70s. Mm. Um, oh. Christmas Portrait might have been like 72 or something. Um hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, it, 1978. Oh, 78. Yep. I was way off. Um, <laughs> but uh, it also might be, too, because, you know, we are all of similar age, and we all grew up with parents who listened to an oldies station. And back then, the oldies, that it was the 50s through the 70s. That kind of encapsulated yeah. the oldies stations. And, um, and a lot of those records, too. Yeah. And those were the only channels really that were playing Christmas music besides like um the adult contemporary channels. Like well, yeah. the grunge that channels where Kenny were G not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Mannheim Steamrollers. And the Steamrollers. <laughs> but but yeah, then yeah, like in the grunge and rock channels were not playing Christmas music. So yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah a they good might have played like Father Christmas by the Kinks or like Jesus Christ by Big Star. But other than that, yeah. And even that, th- those kind of things, I didn't get until much later in life when I was listening to albums instead of mm-hmm. radio. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely do not remember being a child and hearing all of these, you know, which is now common, very like indie and you know, I don't want to say ironic Christmas songs, but that is how they feel sometimes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And but yeah, I, I don't remember hearing those as a child. It wasn't until I was older and was able to actually, like, you know, seek out music on my own. Mm-hmm. It feels like in the mainstream, it's just the same like 100 Christmas songs on a loop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, it's like the only ones that I ever heard were that were not traditional Christmas music were like pop ones, like new pop ones, like mm-hmm. like New Kids on the Block in the 80s had a Christmas album. Um, stuff like that. Just like yeah. there was one that 80s, my mom really cheesy. liked. And um I you know, I can't stand it. But she would play it all the time. And it was Rosie O'Donnell's Christmas album. What? <laughs> oh, you guys. Wait, of her singing? It's oh she's 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 duetting with everybody on there. Like you got Celine oh. Dion, you got Savage Garden, you got oh, NSYNC, no. you got Billy Joel, you got Cher, you got I mean, like it's it is about as like, you know, that side of the nineties as you can get. And I don't know how, like my mom must've ordered it like on QVC or something. I don't know how right. she got it, but like she, and that was like, we, for like two, two seasons, we listened to that album so many times. So I know that album really, really well, but it is <laughs> not in my top five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so wait, so that, that previous one was your number two. That's my correct? number two. So, okay. My number one, um, is I you know I I I don't mean to copy Tara. It's Vince Guaraldi Trio. It's Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, it's such a classic album. 
It is, yeah. yeah, and it is, I, you know, one of you guys brought it up earlier, I forget who, but it has now separated itself from the, the, the source material where it's not only just a good Christmas record, it's a good jazz record it's any time of the year. Record. And yes, I do, like I can every once in a while, because it has been co-opted by so many things, whether it is the Royal Tenenbaums or Arrested Development, or you just, you hear it in so many different places, it's so ubiquitous for this Christmas season. You can kind of play it anywhere. Again, sort of like the Carpenter's Christmas album. You put it on, no one's going to complain. No one's going to go like, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it's the Vince Guaraldi trio. And if they do, kick them out. Exactly. Yeah. Get out of here. Just call, then you just call That's them. That's a bad no, block. Don't come back again. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, 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 you guys already, you know, we kind of already waxed poetic on it enough, but it's, it is to me the best Christmas record of all time. And, and as you uh, mentioned before, Tara, this is a 1965 album. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was another 60s album. 60s yeah. thick Christmas, huh? 60s thick Christmas. 60s thick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thick sties. <laughs> the thick sties. I love it. Well, that's. I mean, let's go, yeah. let's go through some of our others as well. Some some of our our almost made it lists. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of mine. A big one, and this is the one I was going to say as a joke earlier, but I didn't want to spoil it just in case. And I was actually on someone's list. Uh, this is the. I think this is the first record I actually remember listening to as a child. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I have memories of putting this physical record on my family's record player and, and listening to this record. And it's um Yeah, how bizarre is really great. <laughs> OMC man. 1979's A Christmas Together by John Denver and the Muppets. Mm. Oh that yeah. I, I listened to that a lot as a kid. Cause I think it was kind of just right for a child. Yeah. It had some real musicianship, but it also had goofy Muppets doing silly songs and voices and stuff. And, you mm-hmm. know, them, them doing like the 12 days of Christmas. Hilarious. Hilarious. You know? <laughs> Hilarious. Um, let's see. Um, oh, I, I also had a Christmas album by Bright Eyes. I also had a Charlie Brown Christmas on here. Um, a, a couple others that uh, are are deeper in the pocket is um, Yuletide Bangers. <laughs> Bangers spelled with a Z. And it, that's by uh, John Wayne. John Wayne has a very singular ability to make bullshit beats in a matter of seconds that I love to death. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, John Wayne fucks Disney? Mm-hmm. So good. So it's that good. same aesthetic. Man. I'm just like finding some YouTube things, ripping them up and just throwing them out there again. And he did, he did it with with uh, with um, Christmas songs. Yeah. And then th- there's like this one where he does sample um, Christmas Time Is Here. And I think he just calls that song the one everyone does. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's just, Dude, it's just I, great. I saw him open for Mount Kimby once Whoa. and he gave someone in the audience so much shit. And then mm. that person got kicked out because he didn't want to like chant John Wayne's name or whatever the hell stupid thing he wanted everyone in the wow. audience to do. And it kicked him out. So he John, missed Mount Kimmy, who was there for us. So that's mean. that's a really sad. And 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 and, and I, I don't want to defend John Wayne, but I will because I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> but um, he he did have a bunch of substance abuse abuse issues for a long time. I, I believe he's clean now, but I, I you know I don't know him personally. But um, but yeah, he made a lot of bad decisions. He would say. In, so in his maybe older. that was one of those. That, that could have been one of those decisions Decisions he would regret now, but I don't know. I wasn't yeah. there. I don't know the man, but I do love John Wayne. Well, I think very, John very Wayne much. would regret a lot of the things that happened in the past, especially his Playboy <laughs> interview. 
Wow, I see. Wait, so you're, you're talking, talking about the cowboy. <laughs> I knew. Wait, what were you guys talking about? <laughs> I, you know, I like. I was like, I knew John Wayne loved to sample beats, guys, but come on. <laughs> And it didn't set off any alarms in your head that the cowboy John Wayne was opening for the electronic duo Mount Kimby that yeah. didn't tip you off. Yeah, it's fucking Hondo. It's McClintock. What are you guys? It's Mr. True Grit. It's Rooster Cogburn. What are you guys talking about? And and one more I'll mention for my short list. It's uh, Saint Seneca, who I love, love, oh, yeah. love. They put out a new Christmas single every year. And so there isn't really an album of it. There's like a weird EP called the Mall Walker EP where you can get a few of them. But anyway, they don't really have a Christmas album. But if you go and find all their Christmas songs and put them together like I have, that makes one hell of a Christmas album. That's kind of how uh, I felt about the R.E.M. singles. Like I wish there was, because as far as I know, there is no compilation of all of them. You just have to go and find them all. But if you were to put them all together, which I have done, it's, it's a nice little record. Exactly. Uh, Tara, how about you? What's on your short list? Um, so mine, a lot of it is sort of uh, what Scott was talking about with the whole like nostalgia thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like one one Christmas tape that I heard my dad listening to all the time when I was a kid was the Elvis Presley Christmas album. Yeah. Um, so I put that on there and it almost, I mean, I almost put it in the top, but I just had to switch with things that I listen to the most now just because, you know, just because I heard it as a kid. It's not what I listen to the most now. I do have it on vinyl. I have to put it on sometimes during the holidays just because it is so nostalgic for me. Another one uh, is the Beach Boys Christmas album. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe yes. that's not on any of our lists. I wow. know. Yeah, that's a great one. And then one for me because I'm from Tennessee and it would be just crazy if I didn't mention it here is um, Dolly and Kenny, Once Upon a Christmas, yes. 1984. Another great one. Yeah. Hard Candy Christmas. Oh, so good. <laughs> Um, I wanted to mention this one, but it's not like, I don't think it's on an album. I think it's just like its own like single EP situation. It's Wham's Last Christmas. It's like one of my favorite Christmas songs, but yeah, it's not on an album. I don't think. Yeah. I I feel like next year we're going to have to do top five songs. Cause they're going to be top 10 songs, dude. Yeah. 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 Five is hard. There's, there's, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Five is too hard. Yeah. 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 Um, and then just a couple last, last other ones. Um, Home Alone soundtrack is very mm-hmm, yes. Christmassy. And then there's one called the Christmas Rules compilation. And it's just a yeah. bunch of like indie people that are super cool. Like the Shins is on there and yeah, Holly Go Lightly and things. Time? Yeah. And, uh, Eleanor mm-hmm. Friedberger is on there too. Yes, oh, yeah. She yes, does yes, like yes. the, like she does like the, the smoky jazzy one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good, that's a good compilation. Yeah. yeah. I believe I had to hunt around for that one. And then like whoever I was with at the time, they're like, wait, what are you looking for? I'm like, oh, this like, was it Starbucks compilation? Was it a Target compilation? It was was the, it? So the person you're talking about was me. And I, I, yes. picked, oh. I got it at Amoeba off the, uh, the new releases record, not knowing what it was. And I haven't even looked at the track list yet. And it was sitting on my desk and you're like, I really want to find this holidays rule thing, man. I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, this? There you go. <laughs> so you got to go to Starbucks quick. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? so was it a Starbucks compilation? I think it was being sold at Starbucks. I don't oh. think it was exclusive to Starbucks. But I, I just remember that when I was trying to find it, because I loved Eleanor Friedberger so much, like the, the directive I got was go to a Starbucks and we'll find it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and it had like Rufus Wainwright, Calexico, yeah. Andrew Bird. That's a really good one. Such I, I, a good I one. I agree, yeah. 
Well, enough Christmas. Wait, does Scott get to go through his honorable mentions? I think I kind of went through them. Yeah, he because he threw them out earlier. Just yeah. the one thing, you know, like that, again, because I don't think it's on a record, is um, Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. That's just yeah. Yeah. You know, amazing. Such a good song. Yeah. And how about that um, that um, song by The Knife? I want to call it- Oh, yeah, uh, Christmas Reindeer? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, reindeer, yes. Reindeer, reindeer. Amazing. <laughs> so good. I love that one. Amazing. Anyway. And also- Wait, does Cocteau- Go ahead. No. Were you, say, were you about to say Cocteau Twins? Uh, yes, were you? They're Frosty the Snowman and like Winter Wonderland. That's Amazing. Right. Yes, what the heck? Okay, Amazing. we're on the same same. Yeah, but it's not on a record. <laughs> or no. Danny Elfman's Sweet from Scrooged doesn't have its own soundtrack. If it did. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. If it did. Oh, actually, that, that reminds me too. The other day, um, one of my things I do often when I'm working, I, I was um, doing some uh, um, art stuff. And so I just put on my uh, entire iTunes library on random album shuffle. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really taking an active interest. It's just playing whole albums, blah, blah, blah. It put on, speaking of Danny Elfman, the entire Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. That was a joy to listen yeah. to. <laughs> like, I can't believe none of us mentioned that, but that's that's also an excellent Christmas I think album. because it is, it straddles Halloween and Christmas so much that- yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to particularly call it a Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure some some folks do listen to that, but not me. Yeah. It's too, yeah. Yeah. Halloween-y, It's not, it's not quite Christmassy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, enough Christmas. Christmas is now canceled for the rest of the year. <laughs> Let's talk <laughs> about the employee recommendation shelf because we got to close up the store. It's getting late and we're not even supposed not to be a, here yeah. today. Copyright Kevin Smith. <laughs> 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 so... Um, first up, I'll go real quick. Uh, this album just came out and I absolutely adore it. All right. Uh, I'm going to say words you won't understand, but then I'll explain what it is. And then you'll agree that it's very exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the album is called Pardon My French. The musician is called Jahari Masamba Unit. And what it actually is, is Kareem Riggins on drums and Madlib on all the other instruments, and they're doing a, a, an experimental jazz album. That sounds awesome. It's really awesome. When did it come out? I believe the physical comes out in February 2020. Or I mean, yes, it comes out in February 2020. No, February 2021. Yes. Because I was like, Sorry, February 2020 already happened. Yes. <laughs> Today is Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the physical comes out February 2021. And I believe the digital came out on November 28th, 25th? November 25th, I'm going to say. But anyway. <laughs> that was almost a whole month ago. <laughs> exactly. But point is, point is, is that it's all wonderful uh, it's really great. Uh, Matt, Madlib, I don't think does jazz often enough. Like the yesterday's new quintet stuff is really wonderful, but him with Kareem Riggins on here is just, just chef's kiss. It's, it's, it's the greatest. And, um, anyway, Jahari Masamba unit parted my French 2020 highly recommend it. How about you, Tara? Cool. Um, I'm going to recommend a book that I'm Ooh. actually reading right now. I'm not finished with it, but it's already really amazing. And that is the Beastie Boys book. Mm. Um, and I'm actually listening to the audiobook because there's so many, it's like stacked lineup for narrators. Kim Gordon, hello, my fave, Ben Stiller, <laughs> um, Snoop Dogg, Steve Buscemi, and just like so many famous people are reading this book on uh, the audiobook version of the Beastie Boys book. Um, though I think I need to buy 
the actual physical copy because I think there's, there's tons of, um, lots of cool old pics in it. So I'll probably have to buy it, but yeah, mm. that's my recommendation. Nice. Nice. Scott is a big Beasties fan. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you seen that? And it wasn't, wasn't there also a Beasties documentary that was yeah, either associated? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's good. I need to I watch mean, that. wish Adam Yacht could be there, but. I know. Yeah. What can you do? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> it has not gone well. <laughs> all right, Scott. I, I know you don't work here, but you spend enough time here. You yeah. want to throw something up on the shelf? Sure. Let me think what it would be. Got it. All right. You already you said that we're done with Christmas, but I'm going to, I think we got one last little drop of Christmas. 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 <laughs> it's Christmas left. <laughs> You're crazy, Howie. And what that is, is, uh, so if you went with the uh, album and you went with book, I'm going to go with an animated short. And if for those of you that have not mm. seen something called Creature Comforts, it's awesome. It's a BBC show where... Uh, these uh, this animation team goes out into the world and they do field recordings of real people saying real things and they come back and they animate them with stop motion or claymation or however you want to term it. What is it, Seth? Is it claymation or uh, bl- stop motion? Well, claymation is owned by the Will, Will Vinton Animation so Studio. So it's stop so, motion. Um, so no, no, no. See, um, it's going to get more complex. Oh, <laughs> um, now that is Ardman Animation Studios, and they call it Plasticine Animation. <laughs> so this wow. is Plasticine Animation by Ardman Studios with two A's. If you're looking for it, like Ardvark, and then uh, they do. So look this up if you can find it. If it's on DVD, get the DVD. If it's on Vimeo, watch the Vimeo. If it's on Daily Motion, try to find something else. But if it's, yeah. uh, uh, but you <laughs> if know, it's on Russian YouTube, be very careful. Be very careful. <laughs> get a VPN. You know, just get the tour network. Just, just, but find it. It's the Twelve Days of Christmas. It's adorable, and uh, it's like it, it fully captures sort of like the British holiday spirit. And um, um, uh, yeah, go watch that. It'll, it'll, it'll make your Christmas uh, for eleven minutes a little more jollier. Um, I have to mention something. Go for now it. Now that you've brought up claymation, the raisins, California raisins, Christmas yes. special. Yes. My favorite. Oh my gosh. I have it on DVD. I special ordered that shit. Yes. That is claymation because that, because Will Vinton animated that. So you can call that claymation copyright (laughs) all day. (laughs) Here we go. Wassling. Oh, three Kings of Oriental tried to smoke a rubber cigar. It was loaded. It exploded. Like, man. Yeah. That was such a fun time. (laughs) All those California raisins. As, as someone who was uh, learning how to animate while I was in college in Portland, Oregon, which is where Will Vinton Animation Studios is, I could tell you so many amazing stories about how all the old Will Vinton animators hate Leica because they forced him out of the studio and renamed it Leica. Weird behind the door shit. It's, yeah. it's so strange. It's so strange. It's, it's just like infighting amongst... I'm among stop motion animators. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get the zine. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty intense. It, it's, it was amazing to hear because because um, when I was there, Leica was already in full effect, so it, there was nothing I could really you know do about it. But hearing the old timers talk about you know how much they support Will Vinton and they don't like these new young whippersnappers, Leica. Fucking this guy who just had Nike money and blah. what was the first thing that uh, Leica did? Was it Coraline? It was Coraline, but they also did like, you know, shorts and stuff like that before Coraline. Yeah. Right. Well, they're damn good at it. Oh, yeah. No, I love Leica. I I, I don't just like a Leica. I love a Leica. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) Well, on that. You talking greeting gods. (laughs) We should all leave. 
So yeah. uh, a big thank you to everyone. Who, well, no, it's just you. It's just that one person. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, you, for coming in today. And thank you, Scott, for stopping by on your mail route, despite the fact that there's no mail. And uh, we none of us should have been here today, but we appreciate it. And we're glad we all got to spend uh, this, this holiday together. And uh, yeah, store is officially closed. Happy trails, everyone. Until we meet again. Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.